Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Golden Thread Podcast. This is your host, Marnie, and I'm grateful that you're here today to listen in and welcome Laura, who I am excited to have on the show today. And I'm calling it a show, but it is kind of like our own little show. (laughs) But, you know, Laura is with um, Muladhar Movement Medicine, and she's tuning in from the States. I don't even know where you are right now. Where are you? Um, I'm in New York. I just got here, though. I've been here for less than 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Laura and I met in Chiang Mai, Thailand, when uh, she did this beautiful call out to all the Wahine and all the women who are in this field together to do a photo shoot and a retreat one day retreat, kind of sharing your, sharing your medicine. And so we got to know each other there and we had a really nice connection. And I just really honor, um, everything that Laura is doing. And I wanted to have her on the podcast to share with all of you what she's doing, because it is really important. And it focuses more about the female anatomy I want to say in terms of yeah <laughs> specifically the pelvic floor but really like the venus awakening like the shakti and understanding physiology and anatomy and um cyclical living and prenatal care and postnatal care and really her background is being a licensed medical massage therapist and yoga therapist um and really practicing massage therapy is where you kind of came up with, with really your methodology of what you're offering right now into the world. Um, so that covers all kinds of like so much training in physiology, anatomy, kinesiology, um, pathology, body work, movement therapy, and you've been traveling the world and sharing and learning how to achieve better health and balance and bliss. And so let's go into that a little bit. You can tell us about your background and who you are and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, thank you. That's such a beautiful introduction. And it, it is, it's very, I would agree like that the biggest foundation for me absolutely is the fact that I came in from like a massage world. I feel like, which is, kind of when I like as I'll lay it out you can see like the natural progression of how this tree has kind of grown but it's kind of an odd beginning like I feel like I don't know a lot of like retreat facilitators or like workshop people except if they're teaching workshops and stuff like that on how to do massage that usually come from there to do this kind of stuff um so and especially it's not just like relaxation massage or whatever I was very much and still do am a practitioner of like a lot of medical work really helping people with injuries and traumas and preventing surgeries and recovering from surgeries. So I come from like this very deep love for an understanding of like anatomy and our, like our body and especially like the muscles and the soft tissue and how that affects everything. Um, Which is definitely a different perspective because I think a lot of times people which is so beautiful, but a lot of people focus on the energy side of things. And I think that's amazing. But I like for me have always had that missing piece of the very much physical embodiment of everything and understanding of 
kind of like the physical manifestations that happen because of the energy bodies and stuff like that. So I was very much in that person who I live in the physical and kind of work in that space. Mm -hmm. So I got into things from there. So that's kind of, it makes sense. So that definitely is my, my big foundation. (laughs) The issues are in tissues, right? I mean, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like in the healing modality world, because I do work with subtle energy as an energy healer. Also, um, we do, we do sometimes skip right over the body, which is why your whole thing is, is Muladhara movement, you know, Muladhara, the first chakra, but as you were going into mm-hmm. stuff, you know, who were your mentors when you were getting into um, massage work and then into yoga and things like that? Um, so I went, I actually went to school in Hawaii because one of the reasons was there was an amazing teacher who owned the school at the time, James Hackett, um, who was really big in the medical massage world. Cause he was like, he was pre-med and then he got like a rolfing session. So he dropped out of med school and like went to school for massage. Wow. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, going to school there really opened me up to have the opportunity to have amazing teachers. My favorites were actually, um, I loved Gina Nalawai. She's a teacher of Manalomi on uh, Maui. And then one of her teachers, Mak Aliyates, who um, he's like the founder of Monolumi. I He's also a chiropractor and he just does phenomenal work. And I was lucky enough to study under him when he was in Hawaii, when I was there. And he was definitely a huge like influence, I think, in my style. Because I think, especially with like Hawaiian bodywork in general, they're really big in like staying rooted in your physical body, but how that's connected to like your, your energetic body and like how mana is supposed to be in your bones, very profoundly inside of your physical body, rather than I think other practices where everything can be very existential and not as physically connected. Um, So I, I can definitely see how, because that was such an early part of my training that like it definitely formed the way my brain thinks about things. Right. Um, And I think it's really, really important because I do have these conversations with people about, you know, who your teachers are, like who the lineage comes from and being so fortunate, Mm -hmm. incredible teachers, they do create the foundation and that's what your work is all about. I mean, it's even transpired into, you know, what, what your company is called and everything. Um, Yeah. Which is really, really cool. I think in a, in a nutshell. So after you did your training, where did you, what, what else did you do? So, yeah. So from there, that's when like the natural progressions is so, cause then I'm working with clients and I'm working like one-on-one with people, which I love. I still love it. Massage is one of my favorite things. I love like that healing touch and being able to, I love the problem solving of it also. Like the, someone comes with me with all these different, like symptoms it's like all right what's going on because usually it's not when anyone thinks so like oh my back hurts you got to work on that and I'm like actually I think it's your like your diaphragm or something that's not occurring to them and um yeah I still love that but it like then it came to that's when I started doing getting more into yoga and wanting to teach my clients that would be coming in 
you know, for massages on a regular basis, like how to take more control over their own healing, right? So yes, come get massages when you need it, but here are things and tools that they could use then on a daily basis for themselves to not need others as much or not have to like outsource their healing. They can take control of it. And that's what I love about, you know, movement practices like yoga or Tai Chi even or or Pilates or whatever your like physical practice might be like what's so beautiful about that is it empowers you to start you know taking back your healing journey and your wellness journey because you're now responsible for it you're letting yourself come into your body move your body and use your body to move into your healing Mm -hmm. yes so now practicing the whole shriantri of like the whole the holistic approach and and I think that's a natural progression too, but I really, really want to emphasize like how important it is to be in the physical body, like to be in first chakra for any healing. Yeah. And I also have this quite often with as well, you know, which is they, we kind of bypass the body altogether and it's just kind of a, a nice, gentle reminder for everybody listening out there, like get in your body, listen to your body, practice some body movement today or some breath work or get your feet on the ground and um really like start to reconnect with the physical um yes and so the next thing because we're in the physical life we're like this is our physical existence right like and it's sometimes it's so funny to me it's like i'm like i'm not saying forget about the spiritual but like we're here in this physical plane and this physical existence for a reason right like we're you know so be in it. Don't let it go. And it's, I also like one of the big, like our like slogan is, you know, like it's our business is Mulahara movement medicine, but like the slogan is like growth starts at the root, right? Like if you don't have good stable roots, then, you know, you, your growth is going to be held back. You can only grow so tall if you're not really grounded. So you know, we think about that with yoga practice, right? Like when we're doing a good yoga pose, when you're rooted down nice and strong, that's when you can have like those really beautiful extensions and big movements. So yeah, just remember to stay connected, stay grounded, because that's what's really going to help you like really thrive and flourish and get to those new heights. Yes. Yeah, I love it. And what do you feel are like some of the biggest um, challenges or concerns from clients as they come in to work with you? that they're having like the consistency about, I know you focus on the pelvic floor a lot, but <clears throat> is that how you got to your main, your main theme of like what you work on is because you saw people coming in with the same kind of thing or how did you get into that? Um, I wouldn't say I would have like a consistent, I mean, like it comes in waves of like consistent areas, but I would say the consistent theme of kind of what we were just talking about of almost like disconnection from our own bodies. Like we tend to disconnect from what we can be doing to better serve our own bodies. And that could just be taking time for our body, um, letting ourselves sit in it, breathing properly, taking on a movement practice like yoga or something like that. But the main things that I would notice that definitely influenced the way I wanted to progress was just a general disconnection. And that's what first then led me to, you know, going into the yoga and teaching that and helping empower my clients 
with that. But then, you know, I realized that even that had a missing piece and the missing piece was understanding. And generally as people, when we don't understand why why we do something, for the most part, we can't stick to it, right? Like we're like, oh, I'm doing this because I was told to and maybe I feel better, maybe I don't, but who knows where as when you can start educating somebody about their body and understand like what's physically actually happening, what's the physiological process that's going on, what benefits my muscles, my bones, what structures, what organ systems are benefiting from this practice, then we're a bit more empowered to follow through because then we're like, oh, I'm actually helping support this or prevent that or, you know, I'm empowering myself this way. So that's what kind of led into like the next phase of my whole process of starting wellness education, which was just started with kind of retreats, um, like one day retreats, not like a full retreat, but like a one day women's retreat, especially the introduction to the female pelvis, just teaching them about their body and understanding you know, this is what's going on in your body and here are the practices and why we do these practices to support it. And what did you find when you started working with people, with women in particular, were they very like educated about even their own pelvic floor or was it? Like, oh my God. I wish. Experience? Well, and that's kind of how it started was because I actually was hanging out. I was just hanging out with a group of friends, which is also still to this day. It's, you're for whatever reason cannot take one of my workshops. If you just hang out with me enough, you will learn everything I know. Cause I love talking about this and I, it'll all come out at some point. Um, but yeah, I was just hanging out with friends and we were talking about, I don't even know how like the pelvis came up, but a bunch of different things. And it kind of became like a workshop. Like that was probably my first one. And then another friend was like, why don't you do a workshop on this? Why don't you teach this? And yeah, so that's just how it kind of started was just realizing how much we don't know. And because I, you know, went to school specifically for massage and then, you know, I've, I've taken so many extra classes just because it's a passion and an interest of mine to keep learning um, that it's like you almost forget that you, that people don't know these things. You forget how privileged you are to know. And then even if there's something I didn't learn in a class, like I, I have enough to know that if I'm curious about something, I know what questions to ask to learn more. So it's like you forget that you have that privilege and you have that honor of knowing all of this until you start talking with people who haven't had the opportunity, the encouragement, the, you know, the, even the courage for the curiosity to to start pursuing this information. So it's like certain things that just seemed very like uh, obvious to me, I guess I realized are just not something that all women are gifted with. And especially when I started actually teaching the workshops, because at first when I was teaching them, I'm like, do I have enough information to really fill up a day? And the first one I actually did, it was, I had to cut like it in half because it was way too much information to be like, giving people because I didn't realize how much was missing, right? Like how much our school systems have failed us, our doctors have failed us, you know, and even our mothers, not intentionally, but you know, they just, they were failed by their mothers as a reason. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was so surprising to me how much 
women didn't know, but it was very exciting to me. Like some people are like, oh, isn't that discouraging or disappointing? And I'm like a pathological optimist. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what I what made me very excited about it was it wasn't like, I am sad that they didn't know, but I was so excited and so happy that they were, they were so interested though, right? And that I was able to help create a safe space that they then had the courage to have that curiosity. And, you know, when women get together and if they're, they're shown that they can ask questions, like we have questions, we are curious and we want to know. And if we're empowered to pursue that curiosity, like it's amazing how, how much like we can learn from each other. Like I've given, especially that introduction to the female pelvis workshop so many times and it's different every time because the group of women really dictate what we lean into and where we explore. And like, it's so beautiful watching women go on this journey of like self-discovery basically. Absolutely. And you think of like the, just the amount of suppression that's happened for the feminine in terms of understanding their own bodies. And especially this area of the pelvic floor, you know, in certain cultures, it could be extremely taboo. So there's not a lot of awareness or education about it. And it's all connected to socioeconomic status, where you've been brought up all kinds of, all kinds of factors that have not been in your favor as you can, as you know, you know, it's definitely like a re-education. And I do believe it's something that, um, all women need to experience in terms of understanding, not just, you know, the physical aspects of the pelvic floor, but also like the emotional, what's in there emotionally. Like we know the hips represent the mother. I mean, there's just so much content there that I'm happy that you're focusing on this area because this leads me into really like how you make your offerings and, and why you call it Venus awakening, because it is true. It is like a reconnection to the feminine embodiment divine within. And when women are given the space to feel safe and explore, that's where tremendous healing can happen. You and I both know this doing this kind of work. Um, And at the same time, it's also like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can go and do that. Like, can I even like explore my own pelvic floor? Like there's like, even like, even like me, like I'm watching my body right now. Like it's like, Ooh, I get like a little like closed up, you know? And I think that this is something, you know, even like the Tantra of it, you know, is, is where we go into Shakti Shiva, but I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but it's true. And I think that the more people who have an opportunity to do this kind of work with someone like you, the more liberated they're going to feel in many different ways. And the more educated they'll feel, the more empowered they're going to feel and to live a healthier, happier life, which is what you're all about anyways, to like help people achieve better health and have balance and bliss in their life, because we need to optimize our living and we need to optimize our bodies. We're not even using it to its best ability. And so this is where you got into, I'm reading through like cyclical living and prenatal care as well as postnatal care. And so your work really transpires to all generations. And so I don't think that this wouldn't pertain to one group in particular, like there's so much available content for all levels to be all age groups to be 
welcomed into this space to work with you. And um, tell me about some of your, your newest projects that you have going on or your newest retreats that you have happening or how can people work with you? Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I actually did want to quickly touch base on, like on what we were just talking about is the importance also to whether it's like with me, someone like Marnie, whoever you're going to explore and start understanding your body to feel more comfortable in it is, yeah, because so often women have been disempowered for that is understanding that, you know, a lot of times people do, they start thinking like what you were talking about, like just into like more of that, the sexuality energy of it or going into Tantra. And yes, that's absolutely a, a piece of it. But then also just remembering that like our, our body, our pelvis or any part of it, you know, if it goes like anything in the world, anything that gets, you know, that like gets um, neglected or not paid attention to, it goes into disrepair. And that's the same thing about our own body. You know, women are significantly more prone to pelvic dysfunctions for two reasons. One, just structurally, our pelvises are different. That is going to make us more susceptible. But also because women are taught to be more disconnected. And when you're more disconnected, you're more likely to fall into that disrepair state. And like that's, we deserve a better, healthier pelvis. So it doesn't have to be sexual health, which it could be, and it can be. And it's amazing if you are comfortable exploring into that, but even just overall pelvic health, like issues like prolapse and incontinence and you know, just all kinds of basic dysfunctions that you shouldn't have to deal with, like neurologically, structurally, you know, viscerally, that we can avoid and live such healthier, happier lives when we just stay connected, stay embodied and care for our body rather than ignore it because of some fear or shame or disempowerment due to, you know, whether it's culture, religion, status, whatever might have created that disconnect. It's really important to come back into your body because your body is worth it. You're worth living. You're entitled to it. You're worth having a happy, you know, fulfilled life. It doesn't have to, you don't have to compromise anything. Every, you can have it all. You can be, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that the statistics of women with vaginismus are so much higher in conservative communities because it comes from a fear of penetration. And it's just like pelvic health, you know, is more than just that. That can then lead to other issues like incontinence issues or prolapse issues or pressure conditions. Even, you know, pressure conditions such as like a herniated disc in your spine if your pelvis isn't allowing for proper movement. So there's so much to be said about loving your body and understanding that that doesn't disrespect any other avenue by loving yourself. Beautiful. So much good. What would you give us like some quick, like some tips or for people, you know, listening to this right now, like ways to like recognize if they're even connected with their pelvic floor. Is there any tips that you can give? Um, I think one of the easiest ones, if, um, if we want, we can all try like spending just like three minutes, try to breathe into our pelvis and noticing how much we notice and or don't notice. And if so you're driving if you're gonna, like, listening to this, find a safe space to do this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
So you want to just make sure your spine is nice and tall and try to make your pelvis neutral. So just rock your pelvic forward and back just to kind of see where it feels the most comfortable, you know, and that's usually where it's in its most neutral space. And then we're going to breathe in nice and deep and we're going to envision as if we're a balloon. So our throat would be like where you blow into the balloon, that thin narrow spot. And then as we inhale, our belly is like the body of the balloon inflating open. And then our pelvic floor, which is that space kind of between your sitting bones, between your tailbone and your pubis, that whole vulvar space. When you inhale, that's like the top of the balloon expanding. And then as we exhale, just like a deflating balloon, everything's just going to naturally recoil. So we're going to take a few breaths like that. Breathing in nice and deep, letting our bodies inflate, expanding in our belly, letting yourself soften between your belly button and your pubis bone, that lower belly. And even if you can expand into that pelvic floor, and then it all just naturally recoils with your exhale. Again, slowly breathing in deep trying to expand and it's not like you're forcing that expansion but it's almost like you're allowing yourself to relax into the expansion so you might be noticing that gentle dropping feeling as you inhale so your pelvic floor when we inhale ideally is going to drop down and then as we exhale, naturally recoils back up. So if you know anything about breathing and your diaphragm, if you're like a singer or a big pranayama person, our diaphragm is a dome underneath our lungs. As we inhale, that drops down. So our pelvic floor is going to dance with that. So as we inhale, the diaphragm drops, our pelvic floor is also going to drop. And then as we exhale and the diaphragm comes up, the pelvic floor comes up. So if you're nice and connected, you can feel as you take that deep breath in and your balloon inflates as the top of the balloon inflates, right? It's dropping down towards the ground. You can feel that gentle drop. And then as you exhale, just naturally recoiling. And maybe you don't feel it right now. And that's very normal. That's very, most people are very disconnected at this point. And it's just something you can gently do to start bringing that practice back. You can bring your hand even over your pelvic floor space. So it's like over that vulvar space. So you're having that sensory feedback of your hand over that. And that helps bring your awareness there. And then maybe when you breathe and you inhale, you can then be a bit more connected to that space and feel that drop down with your inhale and naturally recoil with the exhale. And this is one of the basic practices I give to all of my students, anyone in any of my workshops, anyone. It's one of the main things I want anyone to take away is just working with that basic breath. And that is one of the first ways to start building your relationship back up and also test to see how much you're feeling and or not feeling. Wow. We all need more of this. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how everybody's feeling out there. It's nice to have feedback, but you know, I, I, it took me a little while to kind of reconnect back in and 
really like listen and you have such a great voice to like guide me in there and like definitely make me feel safe so that I could feel that breath connecting with the pelvic floor and I love the diaphragm like being a dome visual that was awesome yeah <laughs> yeah and and I can see like it's it's just it's so important right now for people to recognize um and to not bypass the body as they're especially on their spiritual journeys like a lot of times you know I'm always like how's your sadhana like how's your practice you know have you got on the mm-hmm. mat or have you been walking in nature or have you sunk in to check yourself? And we do a lot of this all on when we're so excited about our spiritual journey that we forget about the body. And so this is a great reminder. Even this meditation was a really nice reminder to reconnect into the body. And um, we just need more of it. <laughs> yeah. And I, re- I do, I genuinely believe the better you know, relationship we have, because like, our body is meant to be our anchor, right? It's, this is our anchor into this life. So the stronger we're here, the more freedom for exploration we have, right? It really helps even with that, like that masculine feminine kind of dynamic and that, you know, that harmony between them is like, you need, you know, when you have that structure, you have so much more freedom for that fluidity of, exploration because you have the safety of the structure whereas when you don't necessarily have that 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 structure and that safety you have more chaos i i usually look like um like when i think about the masculine and feminine i think of them as like a river is like the perfect balance and rivers are amazing rivers you know they really help with you know ecosystems and keeping life going even as humans they're good for commerce and trade (laughs) Um, (laughs) rivers are amazing And, but if you think about just structure and no fluidity, then you have like swamp, right? That's not really great for anything. It's just, you think of like, you know, just swampy things. You just don't, it doesn't feel good. It's stagnation. It smells not great. It's not somewhere where you want to go in to be refreshed, you know? And when you think of no structure and excess of that fluidity, you just have flooding and chaos and destruction, Whereas like when you have that balance, you just have, you have a beautiful river, a river that is sustainable and supportive and, you know, still, you know, maybe a little chaos and creative, but still peaceful and calming. Like rivers are beautiful. So. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so tell us about, um, as we're going to wrap up here. So how can I see that you've got like three incredible retreats coming up for 2023 and which is so exciting. And I'm like, Oh my God, I hope I can, I wish I could go to one of these, or maybe I'll, I'll be here in Thailand for one of them. But can you tell us about the Venus awakening retreats that you have going on right now for 2023? Yes. So the Venus awakening retreats, it's me. And there's another woman who I work with. So I am you know, what we've been talking about, kind of like helping educate women on the anatomy of their bodies. So it's like a, it's like three and a half day retreats. Um, the three day, like full days are focused on connecting with a physical part of our body, understanding anatomically what's going on. So we have like a master class about that part of our body. And then we have physical practices to help support that part of our body. And then 
the other woman who I'm working with, she taps into the energy of that part of our body and how we can start to listen and tune into that energy and how having the two sides of that, right, that physical embodiment and that energetic exploration really help us into full expansion, full awakening, full connection, full empowerment of ourselves. So the first day we explore breast health. And it's all about heart opening and opening ourselves up, especially to the, you know, this experience, this journey we're going to go on. And then the next day is about pelvic health. And we learn about our pelvis, how to support her. And we tap into the energy of letting go because our pelvis is literally where we let shit go. And if we're not letting it go, that just leads to physical issues, emotional stuff. And how can we tap into that energy and really just support that release? And then the last day is all about vulvar vaginal uterine health. And it's about the energy of receiving, manifesting, and even setting boundaries, right? Like, and letting ourselves understand what we want to receive, not want to receive, and understanding that with the things we do receive, how we can manifest and alchemize that and create, and really tapping into the beauty of that feminine and really just fully awakening that empowered, full feminine in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's um, like how many days is the retreat? So there are three and a half days, although the one, so there's one in New York, that's three and a half days. The one in Hawaii is like four and a half, five days. That one's a little bit longer. And then the one in Thailand is also three and a half days. So it's like you come, you arrive the first day, we kind of get introduced to the ideas of what we're going to do. And then we jump into those three full days of like our breast health, heart opening, pelvic health, letting go, and vulvar, vaginal, uterine health, creative, receiving, manifesting. And the, the, um, it's, it all sounds so good. And you can find all this information on her website, by the way, which I'll put in the link in the bio, but it's muladaramovementmedicine.com. <clears throat> and the first Venus Awakening Retreat is in a cozy farmhouse in upstate New York during Labor Day weekend, September 1st. Um, and then there is the stunning sunset home on the big island of Hawaii on October 20th. And then the nurturing jungle villa in Northern Thailand in Chiang Mai over the new year, December 29th. And all of this you can find on her website, which is muladharmovementmedicine.com, M-U-L-A-D-H-A-R-A, movementmedicine.com. That's all one word. And you can also find Laura on her Instagram, which is Muladara Movement Medicine, and on her Facebook profile, which is, I believe, the same too. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. But those are all the mo- those are all the social handles, and I'll put that in. And please, you know, reach out to her, follow her, follow her Instagram, follow her social media, sign up on her website, just so that you can get updated on all of her amazing offerings, and that you can connect in with this gorgeous wahine who is like bringing so much medicine to the planet right now we all need it so much yeah yeah no it's definitely amazing and also um if you don't mind me quickly talking about how this 
this is all part of like a bigger vision of like a social enterprise to also give back to women in like lower socioeconomic yes, situations. Yes, yes, yes. Please talk about it. So the whole dream of this is, you know, it kind of kept coming from that growth and realizing of understanding how much we don't know and how privileged I've been to have the opportunity to learn these things um, and even privileged to be able to share this information. Um, so the, the full birth of the retreats came from really wanting to not just empower and educate women and like help them really come into their own power with this, but kind of help it become this paying it forward process. So we have these beautiful luxury women's retreats and the money that we create from that is going then to educating women in lower, like lower socioeconomic situations on the same concepts, basically. So Right now, the goal is to have these retreats and then do smaller groups in similar areas, working at like women's shelters, um, working um, just with maybe just other smaller groups and teaching that women, especially on concepts like pre and postnatal care and things like cyclical living, but it gets customized to the group. So like in Chiang Mai this year, I was working with a group of older women who were like, 70s and plus and we were working just on overall pelvic health to help with issues like incontinence and prevent pressure conditions so but if I'm working with say a younger group then I'd be working if they're trying to go through like the motherhood phase then we'd be working with pre and postnatal care or if he's maybe younger maybe going through sick local living or even older you know so kind of the education is going to be customized into that group and uh, eventually my big, big dream for this is to even get to the point where we do micro loans with women to help then educate women to essentially do what I'm doing to also then be offering retreats so we can kind of keep kind of empowering women and paying it forward. And the main priority is letting women learn about their own bodies, learn how to live better lives in their bodies and understand that knowing your body, knowing your wellness and being able to advocate for yourself and understand yourself is valuable. It is important, whether or not a price tag is on or anything like that, like you are worth living your best life in your body. You deserve it no matter what. So. Thank you, Laura. Like this is such <laughs> incredible work. You have a lifetime of work ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is so great. And I think we all benefit from you stepping into, you know, what you're doing and you're an inspiration. It's always been an honor to spend time with you. And thank you for coming on to the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having. I love talking to you. It's just always so, uh, it feels so good. <laughs> Feels so good. So please stay tuned. And um, as I mentioned, you can find Laura on her Instagram, Muladara Movement Medicine, and her website, muladaramovementmedicine.com for more information. Until next time, thank you guys and have a blessed day. Thank you.